All right. Welcome to Fast Cars, Fast Girls. I'm your host, Abby Meyer, and this week we have with us the president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Mr. Doug Bowles. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, this is our annual thing. I'm happy to do it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's like it's our annual President's Day episode. I even laughed and thought I might title it the State of the Speedway because that's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does, but it's also good to catch up. And it also means uh, that racing is just around the corner when we get to do this. So it's a, it's a good sign for all of us. It is always a good sign. It is a good sign. So, yeah, first episode of the season, kicking it off. So what do we have to look forward to with the Speedway this year? I mean, obviously, we know we have the month of May and we have the Rev event back, which is very exciting. Yeah, no, that's it is very exciting. It's a great way to kick the month of May off the mini marathon that morning and then rolling over here for those folks that want to have a drink after running a, a half marathon or for those folks who slept in and decide they just want to skip to the drinking part. Um, yeah, it's a great way to kick things off. Uh, you know, we just announced that uh, Will Power is going to be the, the driver chairperson of the uh, of the event. So that's pretty cool to have him involved. And it's a neat opportunity to, uh, you know, raise some awareness for all the things that uh, uh, IU Health, which is our partner here, does throughout, not just here at the Speedway, but throughout the state to, uh, you know, to help uh, help make uh, emergency services more uh, accessible to folks. And um, so, so uh, and just the party itself is a lot of fun. But, you know, so we're, as we tape this, we're 110 days from, 106th running in the Indianapolis 500. So, so pretty exciting, a pretty exciting stuff. You know, we're hopeful that uh, things continue to trend in the right direction and we can have a traditional, normal 300,000 plus Indianapolis 500. And and that's really what we're focused on right now. It's just getting, getting things planned and ready to go for that. Um, you know, a lot of little stuff still going on here in terms of um, updates and upgrades and doing a lot of things that people don't see a lot of our electrical systems and things that have been around forever, just cleaning those up or replacing those so that they're more more reliable and uh, working on the new BMW event center that'll be that people will get to see when they come in in May on the north side of the racetrack. That'll be used for some BMW experience activities in the summer, but will be a hospitality uh, location uh, during our uh, events here at the Speedway. So that's that's an exciting project. A lot of painting projects going on right now. So if you're in the tower terrace and you hide underneath the tower terrace when it's raining and you look up and remember seeing a lot of that rusty steel, a lot of that's getting cleaned up and painted and, and uh, just sort of updated and upgraded. So a lot of just maintenance work really that, that we haven't done over the last several years that Rogers really directed us to do and helping us get done. So th those are the exciting projects going on right now. That is exciting. Well, and speaking of exciting things going going on around the Speedway, uh, you did some snowboarding the other day. You know, I'm a massive. I love to snowboard. It's one of my one of my favorite things to do. I usually, you know, try and get out and at least get on the slopes out west one time a year. And uh, uh, just, uh, just in 2017, I actually snowboarded around the road course uh, as a as a little fun thing that we we did here. And I got a call. The night before the big snow came from from Dave Calabro, I said, hey, you wouldn't happen to be snowboarding tomorrow, would you? And I said, well, if the snow's deep enough, I absolutely will be snowboarding. So Dave came out and uh, Woody Woods, who most of our people wouldn't know the name, but you would know who Woody is. Woody drives the main sweeper truck uh, during event time, uh, is out there doing that, but it's kind of the head of our our maintenance uh, staff and has been here forever. And so we, we grabbed one of the one of the Speedway trucks and threw a threw a wakeboard rope on the back of the truck and I, uh, I got a chance to snowboard around the speedway with, with Calabro and, and Taylor in the, uh, 
in the um, in the truck bed filming. So it was a lot of fun to get out. What they didn't see is nobody saw my turn three crash. So I pulled an Al Jr. Emma going into <laughs> turn three and and uh, ended up on my face, which was kind of funny. But uh, they didn't have any video on. It was interesting. It's just it was so cold and and we were going you know, 30 miles an hour or so. And with the with the snow coming off the back of the truck. Uh, I, and I'd forgotten my goggles, so I was just wearing my glasses. So they're snow covered and I was cutting from one side to the other and the tracks that the truck was putting down, um, and turn three was relatively deep and I just couldn't see it. And my, my snow, the front of my snowboard got caught in the outside, oh, yeah. yeah, the outside rut and, uh, and put me down pretty quick, but, uh, got right oh, back yeah. up and kept rolling. So that, that was fun, but it's, uh, it, yes, it's really cool. It's cool to work here at the Speedway. It's cool to be at the Speedway in the middle of the night when nobody's here. It's uh, And it's really cool to be at the Speedway on a snowboard when uh, when there's fresh snow on the racetrack. Yeah, it's always – there's just something about any racetrack when you see it in, like, a different season that is just very cool, especially wintertime when there's snow down. And, um, yeah, there's just something cool about that. Yeah, and we don't you – know, and, you know, we don't plow it and we don't put any salt on it. We let the, the snow just melt off naturally. So – um, just getting out there and it was, uh, depending on where we were, there are places in the track actually where it blown off because of the drifting, but the, the, the front stretch was, was an awful lot of, uh, uh, the front stretch was an awful lot of, of drifts. So that, that was, that was pretty cool. I bet. I bet. Well, funny story about Woody. Um, I actually work with his daughter. Oh my gosh. That is a funny story. Yeah. Woody, Woody is a fantastic, fantastic person. He's been here forever. He's one of those institutional knowledge guys and and like all of our fans he's so passionate about this place and the traditions of this place and uh, really as a caretaker um so that that's pretty cool that is a small world isn't it it is yeah um it was too funny i so she texted me um a screenshot of a story that collabro did and then she touched me a screenshot of her conversation with her dad and she said were you pulling doug bulls around the speedway today <laughs> He was. And he just, I, and he just yeah. responds back, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, – it's funny. He's really quiet. Um, he doesn't want any of the – he doesn't want to be any of the limelight, and uh, but he's just a great guy. And his fans, uh, we all know. One, one year, a few years ago, we got the, the newer sweeper truck that we have just for fun. Uh, we put a – like an IndyCar driver, um, you know, his American flag and his name on the side of the – on the side of the sweeper truck for him because he spends so much time in that sweeper truck in, uh, in May. He just, you know, we just really don't trust anybody like we trust him. He, he's not, uh, he knows what's going on. He understands the closing rates of the cars, understands how to not make erratic moves, you know, so, so the drivers can trust that he's going to stay out of their way. And, um, but just a fantastic guy. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, he sounds like it. Um, but yeah, you're right. He does like to stay out of the limelight. I've tried to get him on the show a couple of times and can't quite, can't yeah. quite tie him down. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a fun, he'd be a fun one though, because he's got great stories just of, you know, all of the, all of the behind the scenes work and the prep work. And you know, I mean, he just is a, he's just a, a fantastic guy, hard worker. Um, you can usually count on in May. Uh, there's a handful of us that pretty much don't go home, and and uh, he's one of those guys that you can count on just about 24 hours a day. If you need Woody, he's somewhere on the grounds. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, and he's been around for quite a while, so I'm sure he's got all the great stories. He does. So, well, excellent. But, yeah, no, so back to Rev. Yeah, great event for the IU Health Foundation um, and trauma services and all that jazz. 
Um, and then, of course, the Indy 500, well, after the, the Grand Prix, um, which is just one of the best races that we have on the schedule, honestly. I think it's just it just gets a little overlooked because it's in May. But every year I tell people to come out and bring their families because it's the it's the best way to see the Speedway. Yeah, it's, it's a great kickoff event. And, and you said it right. I think, uh, you know, I tell people uh, who haven't been or they say, hey, where's the best seat in the house? And it's one of those events where if, where a GA ticket at some level is the best seat in the house because you can just wander from spectator mound to spectator mound and, and you really kind of enjoy uh, IndyCar racing the way that most markets outside of Indianapolis know IndyCar racing. They know it, um, you know, for the street racing or the road courses in their community, not so much. I mean, they obviously know the Indy 500, but, um, you know, just until 2014, if you were an Indy, an, an IndyCar fan in Indianapolis, you likely were an IndyCar fan because of the Oval, and that's really the only time you'd seen them in person. So having it, yeah. having, run, having them run the road course here really gives, um, you know, people in this market anyway an opportunity to see the product that we export all over the rest of the United States from from Indianapolis. And uh, it's a, it is a lot of fun. The cars are, are fast and and nimble and it's just exciting to watch, watch the way they run. So it does kick things off. Well, we always have liked it because it gave us that opening weekend where in the past it would just be a practice. Now it's an opening weekend where you're on network television to kick the month of May off, which we think helps, you know, just remind people that the Indy 500 is right around the corner and, um, you know, obviously it's not the same kind of attendance level as the 500, but it's, it's a fantastic event. And part of that, and part of that is a good thing. You know, if you want to come enjoy the speedway without 300,000 people, this is a great way to do it. And, and, uh, you know, have a, have a great time here at the track. Absolutely. And that's what I always tell people. I'm like, if you want to go and there's areas of the speedway that you've never gotten to on race day on, you know, the, the day of the Indy 500, just because there's so many people and there's so much going on. It's a great weekend to come out and really get to explore and not have all all the huge crowds. Um, but, yeah, no, the GA seats are definitely the best for that race. Um, yeah, it, I agree 100 percent with that. Yeah, and there it, it really, it, I mean, it just gets overshadowed here, like you said, just because up until 2014, most you're you're correct, most race fans here, it was it was the Oval, um, but there's just great racing at that race every year. It's a great race every year. It it is a great race every year, and and uh, had you know having Renus win it, you know having people that there's there tend to be people in the mix that aren't always because the race is. Uh, uh, it, it races just played out that way. And you know, Jack Harvey had one of his best finishes in his career uh, on the road course. Uh, and, you know, Romain Grosjean having Absolutely. a chance last year. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, people uh, really demonstrate who they are. Even, you know, uh, Sebastian sitting on the pole, the, fir- the first the first race we had. I mean, that was sort of out of the blue. So um, pretty uh, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool event, and it's a great way to kick the month of May off. And then we have that track walk when the when the race is over, so fans can get out on the track and um, you know just really celebrate the maze here. Which is very cool. Very very it cool. I, I, you know, it's funny. Um, I you know, it, I mean, obviously, I know how important this place is to to fans that come here. But the first year uh, spending time on the yard of bricks after the race with fans who'd never been down there before, especially on a race day. Um, and, you know, the tears and, you know, we had somebody that the year that it rained so badly, I can't remember what year that was, 2019, 2018, um, you know, it's raining and their couple comes out in their full on wedding tux and dress and the, and with, with their, 
uh, the, the gal that was going to perform the ceremony for him. And, you know, we're standing out there in the rain and, and getting their name and trying to get their names up so we could light the pylon up for them last minute. It's, you know, those are the things that are, you know, that are really cool. And so for me, maybe the highlight of that day for me is getting to walk out on the racetrack in the Art of Bricks and just talk to fans after the after the race and, and hear their stories about how they, you know, fell in love with the Speedway. I love meeting I love meeting kids. I love it when families, you know, bring kids out and start introducing them to the Speedway. So just, you know, those little moments, I hope, you know, make an impression on young kids that they start to fall in love with this place, you know, kind of like you and I fell in love with it. And so many of our other fans have fallen in love with it and that, uh, you know, that that'll carry on into their adulthood. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I am. Um, oh, I'll have to remember what it was earlier um, near the end of the summer when they were kind of like back to back to back events at the Speedway. Yeah. Um, and I met a race fan just by happenstance and if we go to Plaza, who was from Kansas City and happened to be in town three weeks in a row for work. And because of like weather or different reasons, work got canceled and he got to spend time at the track every right. single week that he was in Indy for work. He was like, this has been the best month of my life. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't think people realize, I mean, you can be, obviously people know the Indy 500 and they know we have a NASCAR race and fewer people still, you know, aren't quite aware of even the IndyCar race in, in May and, you know, the NASCAR doubleheader is such a great weekend. But what people don't realize is just how busy we have become here at the racetrack with virtually something happening here every single weekend, really between, you know, the, the middle of April all the way up through uh, the first of November. So, so this year we kick things off with the, you know, we've got a Shell Eco Challenge um, that's going to take place here, which is kind of cool for, with universities competing, uh, you know, at the Speedway. We've got our IndyCar Oval uh, open test. We've got IndyCar road course testing you know, roll into May and then right out of May, we've got the 50th anniversary of the BMW M series for like six or seven days in early, in early June, we got our SVRA vintage race that comes back and we roll into the bat, you know, battle of the brickyard, USAC, um, a quarter midget racing weekend and, you know, Ferrari challenge. And then you're right back into, uh, into NASCAR. Uh, and in, in between some of those days, we've got all this, this new BMW experience taking place. We've got a big Porsche event uh, coming yeah. back, coming back again in September. Uh, then another Porsche event at the end of September, then the Indy eight hour in October. It's it's uh, really it's really become a lot of fun. Chevy does a big Chevy Finding Roads program uh, every year. Here They're going to do it over a course of like three weeks in September where uh, consumers and uh, dealers get a chance to come in and drive the new Chevrolet products on the track and, and in the skid pad. And so it's um, we'll be as busy, I think, as we've ever been in the Speedway's history in 2022 in terms of just pure days where the track is being activated uh, with some sort of high performance activity. Certainly sounds like it. And, and you know, and it's, and it's really kind of, it's really kind of fun. Um, it's neat to see people who get here and get an, get a chance to, you know, experience being part of the speedway and something Rogers really um, wanted us to focus on is how do we continue to connect to those brands? So this year we'll, you know, I have significant connection with Chevy, obviously, with Ferrari, with Porsche, with BMW. We had a big Cadillac program that'll take place uh, that'll take place out here. In addition, all of the, you know, IndyCar testing and then all of the sports car testing of folks that'll be testing to get ready for the Indy Eight Hour. So, um, yeah, just a lot, a lot of activity. So it's a, 
you know, you, you only have so much time that the weather's good in Indiana, so you got to take advantage of it. That's the truth. That is the truth. Well, it feels like you guys are uh, definitely taking advantage of pretty much every opportunity you can. I love it. It's it's been a lot of fun. It's neat to have it's neat to have have people out here. And we're a little we're a little selective. There are a lot of opportunities that we could that we could do. And you know, I loved hosting the SCCA runoffs. We did that for the second time in our in our history in in September this this past September. But I you know we're we're not an SCCA regional racetrack, so we're not going to host you know a regional SCCA or NASA event. It needs to be something that's sort of fitting of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway brand and that greatest. Uh, you know, the greatest racetrack in the world kind of feeling. So um, there are things that there are things that we don't do, but um, we love we love events that connect us with um, with the OEMs. That's a great thing when when you've got the Chevys of the world and the BMWs and the Ferraris and the Porsches wanting to come, the Cadillacs wanting to come here and, uh, you know, and, and show off their show off their wares. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, that is a great thing. All right. So. Looking forward to the season as a fan. What race outside of May are you most excited about? Well, the one I think I love the most is the BC 39. That that to me, I'm a short tracker at heart, right? I I, yep. I so much love short track racing. It's so exciting. I, I love the passion uh, that the teams and the drivers in short track have. You know, you think about the number of nights and weekends that those guys run um every year so that 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 to me probably is my second favorite event and, and it's because of the short tracker in me but also because of the message and what it means uh to be able to continue to you know help um brian clausen's legacy continue that's that's a really important thing i think for me so that would be my my second favorite i love that i do love the nascar weekend especially now with the double header and getting to have indycar and nascar on the same weekend and being really the only racetrack um in the country that does that i think that's a unique opportunity to um get an indycar fan and a nascar fan to experience the others the others brands Absolutely. i can't i can't wait to see the the new cup cars uh, on the road course i think it'll be a lot of yeah. fun i think the cars i think personally i think the cars look fantastic and i know there was a lot of talk after the clash of the Coliseum and a lot of people are on one side or the other. I honestly thought it was a fantastic event. I, I really give kudos to, to NASCAR for stepping out of the box and trying something really unique. I kind of like the yeah. heat races, the four heat races before the race better than I like the race itself. Cause that goes back to my short track or stuff, but, but so that, so that would be right, really right behind the BC 39. And then, and then the other thing I love, I love anytime anything's going on here and somebody new who's never been here comes here and they get that big old smile on their face when they walk mm-hmm. in and they go, oh, my gosh, this place is huge. I've seen it yeah. on TV, but I didn't know it was this big. Um, so, you know, that to me is that's what keeps me charged all, all year long is just the smile on people's faces when they walk in the gates. It is. It's awesome. It's awesome to be with a first timer. One hundred percent. You're and, right. And, yeah, it is. It's and, just I love it when, and I love smile. it when it's. I love it when a first timer comes with somebody who's so passionate about it and can tell them the story and help them understand what they're seeing. Cause I think that's really how we, that's how we hook them. And that's why I love when parents bring kids because those parents are going to hook those kids and, and they're going to be someday doing the same thing with their kids. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, you know, I grew up in Speedway and then one of the other things was um, one of my mom's best friends, her mom worked at the museum and so my mom would bring us to the museum after school all the time because it was just easy and we were 
super into looking at the cars and watching the same video and <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah the you know the museum is a the caretaker of our history really because it's got those cars it's still it is and and they're getting ready to go through a huge of improvements yeah yeah they they're uh they're you know they're separate from us i actually sit on the board which is kind of nice to have that speedway voice on the board but they have great great new leadership with Joe Hale over there and and uh, Rob Tyson is the chairman of the board but you know Bobby Ray Hall's on the board uh, Scott Borchette is on the board I mean you just have some really passionate people who are invested in the motorsport uh, industry even still today um, who you know want to see it really want to see it change Chuck Jones who's really passionate about the history of the sport and is a car collector um, but also a car collector who races the, or runs the cars, which I love even more, right? That they, they're passionate enough about it to, to get out and run those cars. So you have this really great group of people on the board and at the, at the, at the foundation who um, are going to do some great things with the museum over the next course, you know, three to five years. So we're looking forward to the, to the change and, and sort of just the, the next step. The, the museum really hadn't changed since it was built in the middle of the seventies. Right. So, so to get it moved into uh, uh, modern times, I think it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun. I think so too. I think it's going to, some of the, some of the changes just sound too cool. I think it's going to end up feeling like the, uh, the museum at Barber where you're just like, okay, this, this is a museum fitting of this, this place. A hundred percent. I know a lot of the, a lot of the board members have, have been to the Barber museum that, you know, to kind of see it and get a feel for, for how it works and what, what makes it special. And, you know, there's not a, there's not a collection certainly not an IndyCar collection like the collection that the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum has and the stories that all those cars can tell and that that the museum is trying to get themselves prepared to tell in a different way and in a compelling way that that satisfies a hardcore fan like me or somebody else that that's been around for a long time and cares about a history but at the same time um, is captivating to that casual observer who's just in Indianapolis for a convention and feels like they have to come here or whether it's a group of kids you know, fourth grade students that have come down from on a field trip. So they're trying to really figure out how to balance that. And and I think they're, uh, they're in a, they're going in a good direction. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. That's very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. I'm with you on the BC 39, by the way, I, I absolutely love that event. Um, for some reason, I have had the poor luck of having to work the last couple of years. Um, so I end up showing up late, which, my funny story from this year's BC 39 is that I show up late and I park and there's a couple of yellow shirts with a golf cart near where I park and they watch me get into the back of my van and I'm like getting all my, you know, I'm like, am I going to bring the camera? Or am I just going to use my phone? Am I going to, you know, and I'm get, grabbing all my race stuff, my, you know, earplugs, I'm grabbing my scarf, my bandana for my face, for the mud and all that jazz, but I'm in scrubs. And so I come out and I've got like the media um, stuff and they're like, oh, are you working? Do you need a ride? And I was like, yeah, I am. And then it hits me halfway through. I'm like, they didn't even see my media. They didn't ask for my media stuff. I'm like, they think that I'm working as a nurse. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. I'm like, they 100% just saw me in scrubs and they were like, oh, she must be working. I was like, I am working, but not like that. Um, but I will still take the ride. Thank you. That's funny. Yeah. Well, good. At least they were, they were helpful. That's the important thing. They, they're always helpful. They're always helpful. I never have a bad experience with a yellow shirt. You know, it's, it's funny. The, the core group of our yellow shirt, the people that 
work more than just the Indy 500 race day. There's about 450 of them that are that are what we would call our you know our core. A guy named David Leatherman here on staff really manages that whole that whole group of folks and goes out and recruits and you know we figure out um, you know things to do to thank them whether it's uh, you know they get paid but they don't get paid a lot um, so we'll do you know special lunches and dinners and award recognition things and 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 stuff here but that 450 people um, that work basically all year round in events here are the are the best ambassadors of our sport that you could have and I know that there was a period of time where the yellow shirts had the had the uh, reputation of just saying no and blowing their whistles and and moving you around and there's still a little bit of that because they're trying to keep you from getting run over so they're trying mm-hmm. to you know, they're trying to keep you safe as well but they're they view their jobs as helping you have a great time at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and that that's uh, I love the way that that culture has changed over the last uh, four or five years oh yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, although I will say I, I haven't had any negative experiences even even prior to that. I just I know when I hear a whistle to <laughs> keep my head on a swivel, look around. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's somebody coming around somewhere in a vehicle. But uh, but yeah, no, the yellow shirts are just fantastic, and um, I feel like they they also can can help make a first timers event just spectacular because well for instance in pagoda plaza there's napoleon who is it's like he's running for mayor he's everybody's friend yeah he's he's he is amazing he's a just a great guy oh and just greets everybody i mean you got any questions he'll answer them but you're going to get a story as well but yeah (laughs) Yep. yep but yeah no great group of yellow shirts so yeah you're gonna have more names i say with all the all the additional events, you're going to have to make some more flashcards. Yeah. You know, it's, it is, um, <laughs> it's true. My, so I, it's, I, that's the secret, right? I, I, um, I get a little, um, it's cheat sheet, if you will, of, of pictures and names. It's like a, it's like a PowerPoint deck, right? It's a whole bunch of, sh- um, sheets uh, put together. And, and then I try my best to, I'll memorize as many of the names as I can and and get a chance to say hello to everybody. And and it takes me a little while sometimes. I'll especially if I don't if I'm not seeing like Napoleon, you see all the time. Right. So he's one of the ones that's easy. And um, a lot of a lot of the folks in that Pagoda Plaza area and along Gas Gas Alley I mean, that, where you're seeing them multiple times a day, it makes it easier. But when it's like, um, you know, somebody out in, you know, one of the stands, we had a great guy named Mark who who handles one of our stands who I've gotten to know pretty well. And and. You start to get to know those names. That's when it gets a little harder. And then race day, when I'm out walking around, it's really hard because that's the day that we have some of our yellow shirts. Those days only work race day. Right. And so so yeah. it's, it's difficult to to know them all. But it's uh, I think they know whether I know their name or not. I really appreciate what they do. And I know that our fans do, too. And, and so I love to love to go out and thank them. And, and they're really good about telling me too, if there's ways we can do things better, which I love. I love the fact that people are comfortable enough to say, Hey, you know what, this doesn't make sense the way we're doing X, Y, and Z. What if we did it this way? And usually uh, the troops out there that are, that are, that are doing the work uh, know an awful lot better about making the customer experience uh, improved than, than the guy sitting in the, uh, sitting in the office at 16th and Georgetown. (laughs) That is true. They do. Uh, they do see it from the fan perspective. So which that's sure. just great that you've got an organization built where they do feel comfortable to to speak up and and offer suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
I say it's awesome. Awesome when you work in a place like that. So, all right. Well, I will not take up any more of your time. I know that you were a very busy man as the president. Um, so, um, let's see. I will ask for IndyCar. Who do you think is going to be the uh, rookie to watch this year? Man, yeah, I um, I don't know. I'd be interested to see how 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 Kirkwood does. I think that's an that'll be an that'll be an exciting one. Um, you know, just to see how how he continues to move forward. It's been amazing the number of the number of really good drivers who've come out of the out of the Indy Lights series. Um, yeah. So I think that'll be good. I, I you know you're I'm hopeful that love for for AJ's team to to get a little more competitive and and start running to the front. I think it'd be great for it's great for our sport if we can have that happen. And yeah, absolutely. You know, Sort of our iconic figure, AJ, our four-time winner who, um, you know, I don't, I don't, there's obviously never be another one of a, another AJ Foyt. And it's just it'll, it'll love Certainly. to see that team in victory lane again sometime soon. Oh, and by the way, um, we did get a chance post 500 to get the four four-time winners in. And we spent an, a day and a half really um, doing video and photos and interviews. And so this spring, one of the things I, I can't wait for this spring is we'll start uh, rolling a lot of that content out for our fans to see. And especially now that we've lost Al senior, I'm just really excited that, that all of that, um, you know, we were able to capture all of that, the four of them interacting oh, together, yeah. talking about, talking about what it means to be four-time winners. What's it like to, you know, after almost 30 years, um, you know, to welcome a new, you know, a new four-time winner to the club and, and, um, yeah. you know, and Elio's drive for five, I keep telling people, so Elio's, you know, Drive for five. We did a little bit of a of an interview after the day and a half where the four of them were together. And somebody uh, asked a question about, you know, how excited are you to compete for five? And Elliot was talking about, I can't wait. I want to be a first five time winner. And Rick Muir spoke up. He said, no, you don't. That's a lonely club. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny. It'll be interesting to see as fans, you know, that I'm, I'm excited for Elio. But there's there's part of me that thinks, man. I don't know. I'm pretty good with four four-time winners. I don't, do we really need a five-time winner? So it would be uh, wild. It it would it would definitely be wild, and I and this place would erupt for sure if that were to happen. But um, pretty cool to have pretty cool to have have a a new I don't mean this in the wrong way, but a new younger four-time winner. So for that that new generation that didn't get a chance to see our first three-time our first four-time the first three four-time winners. Um, win a race. Now they have somebody that's sort of their AJ or their Rick Mears or their Alancer Senior um, that they're going to spend the next, you know, 30 or 40 years talking to their kids about. See that guy over there? I saw him yeah. win his, you know, fourth fourth Indy 500. That's so that's I think that's really important for the brand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I actually have have seen him win all four of his wins. It's pretty awesome, right? I mean, it's, it's it I'm is. Sitting, it's I was sitting thinking about for me, you know, I I. Missed AJ's first three. I saw his fourth one. Um, I missed Al Senior's first two, but I saw all of Rick's. You know, two of Al's, one of AJ's, and all four of Elio's. It's uh, you know, there are people in the grandstands though that have seen every single four-time winners wins. Um, yeah. Since the first, you know, AJ's first one in '61, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's very cool, and that just yeah, gotta love, gotta love all that history at our track. 100%. So very cool. I look forward to seeing that content come out. That should be great. Yeah, it should be really fun. I can't wait. Should be yeah, really fun. Glad you guys got that. Glad you guys got that. Well, Doug, thank you again. Um, 
yeah, we've got an exciting rookie class to to look forward to and a very packed year at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway to look forward to. So if you uh, don't have any plans on a weekend, head over to the track. Chances are there's definitely something going on. Absolutely something going on. Even if we're not technically open to the public for events, obviously the museum's open and the parking lot's open and the spectator mounds are in turn two are always open. So if you hear cars running at the speedway um, and you're just looking for a, a fun afternoon of sitting on a blanket in the turn two mounds and just watching cars go by, there'll be a lot of days to do that this year. Excellent. Excellent. We look forward to it. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having